so hi welcome to the good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with christian Spraccio. and we're gonna ask him some questions today about his uh, new singles sunsets and revelries and uh, open season how do you feel about the response to open season since the only one that's out so far <laughs> while we're recording this mm-hmm. yeah i feel great i mean initially you know you get a little disappointed you don't let an, an editorial you know maybe you know it's not the next big song that's going to hit, you know, new music Friday, but every song is a little bit bigger than the next. Um, the, the feedback is always nice. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it just shows a new element of, of my music that, you know, people have had really good feedback, um, have, you know, given me good feedback. So I'm pretty stoked about it, you know, and, you know, numbers wise, it's doing better than the other ones had in the first couple of weeks. So can't really complain. Oh yeah. Love so true. It. It's great. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the single names or cover arts? Oh, yeah. Cool. So open season. Um, so open season, I, obviously, like the open season is when, you know, hunting season starts and you're able to then, you know, shoot animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of messed up. But um, so I chose that word because well, it, it's obviously mentioned in the song, you know, um, but you know, the title is, it's basically like me being very vulnerable, you know, with, you know, a significant other that doesn't appreciate, you know, the amount of like love that I'm giving and they're not reciprocating and they're maybe taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So it's open season, like on my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's definitely a sort of not a dark track, but it does, it does possess a little bit of sadness and reflection on, you know, not having, you know, not being with a partner that appreciates you. Um, mm-hmm. And then toward the end of the song, I kind of, come to that realization and and get some closure and clarity which is good um so that's why it's called open season but i liked the artwork because obviously it's kind of a summer track Mm -hmm. um and sort of like that sort of melancholy nature of it is hidden within the sort of upbeat fun melodies and stuff Mm -hmm. so i wanted to reflect that in the artwork too so you have like this bright pool um artwork that's sort of like a it's like a almost like a summer pop artist artwork mm-hmm. and then you're greeted with not 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 a pop song but it's definitely an upbeat sort of summer song mm-hmm. yeah. so i like i i really like that juxtaposition mm-hmm. oh yeah and then the other track as well yes oh yeah sunsets and revelry um so sunsets and revelry it's a real it's sort of like at this inflection point right um so sunsets and revelry is is sunsets i guess you know this it's sort of like the end of the day right the sun is setting, you know, the things that are behind you, you're moving on from. Mm-hmm. Um, and revelry, I think the definition is like having, it's like partying and drinking sort of with your friends and, and stuff. Um, and I guess it's a reflection on, you know, my moving from past experiences and relationships that I wasn't, that I've outgrown. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's where it's like sunsets. And then the revelry part is sort of my behavior after that. It's like that, that in-between period, you know, when you're finally moved on from something else, but you haven't arrived uh, at where you're going yet. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have that, that in-between moment. Uh, so that's why it's called that. And then ultimately the song is as, as, as it is with a lot of my music, um, it has this sort of optimistic settling where you kind of come to the realization that you um, weren't at when the song started. Um, 
so the 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 artwork is uh it is uh indicative of that because i'm sitting in trees and and i'm sort of relaxed and just reflecting on all that had happened because i finally arrived at my place oh i like that that's good uh so can you tell us a bit a little bit about your writing process for those couple of singles yeah totally so the cool thing about those singles are i started them both probably a year and a half ago god damn oh. and i maybe maybe even two years ago probably two years ago before covid i was just like writing and noodling around um and open season i actually did with my buddy harrison we just like were writing together mm. um but i wrote them both in the same headspace where i was sort of unhappy but like didn't really know it yet or hadn't come to terms with the reality of i'm allowed to leave things I'm unhappy from. Like it doesn't make me unselfish, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. it doesn't make me selfish. So yeah, I started and I was really reflecting on those things, the things I was uncertain about. Um, and you know, I just, my writing process is just noodle around on the guitar, hum me- melodies. And for both of those songs, the first minute I wrote about a year, like two years ago, and then I wasn't able to finish them until I was finally out of my situation that I had been sort of upset about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what that that's kind of consistent with a lot of my songs. I feel yeah. like my subconscious is drawn out of me in songs and it's always like a couple of years ahead of my conscious mind. Mm-hmm. And it kind of knows where things are going to go. That's like oddly that's scary. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what? That's like scary. It's a real thing though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's legit. It's it's it is scary, but it's also it's also peace it also is calming because it's like Ultimately, things will work out. Your your mind and your your heart and soul know what to do. So, like, since then, you're so, like, ahead of the curve. Do you have any songs that like, you sit down and write from start to finish, or is everything, like, you sit on it? Not everything is that I sit on it, but I think the ones that are more existential and aren't things that are, you know, so tangible, they definitely take a lot of time, you know, mm-hmm. to sort of come to fruition. But then when I write other songs about, you know, my, my immediate, you know, place in the world or, or, you know, just like my current situation and I don't have this sort of like overarching, you know, existential, you know, revelation, you know, those ones don't take that long. And I can finish those in one or two, one or two days, you know? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyrics off of these two tracks and the meaning behind them. One lyric from each song, uh, if that's okay. If you don't mind, I mean, not that I don't remember them, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I want to pull up. I want to pull up some of the lyrics. So I'll start with I'll start with "Open Season" because. Okay. Um, let's see if I can get these lyrics up in a timely fashion. No rush. Let's see what I got here. You know what I'll do? This is mm-hmm. gonna be. Such a Apple Music has them. Oh, fancy. Here we go. Okay, so I think I already know what it is, but um, so in open season it says it's this is after the 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 initial parts where it's like it's open season on my heart and I'm feeling sort of uh, you know upset and vulnerable and like not and not feeling appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not open season because you never come around. You call it treason every time I make a sound. Your staple, a magic eight ball to me. Um, wow. So it's kind of my my realization. This this moment where I finally had confidence to be like, 
it's kind of like calling the other person out on their BS, you know, mm-hmm. and the way that they were treating me. So it's not open season because I'm no longer open to you because you don't respect me. So I'm not going to let you shoot up at my, my heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, and also the reason it isn't, it's because they were never around. They weren't there for me. So I, I decided, you know, I deserve better. So I'm mm-hmm. going to turn this off. Um, you call it treason. Every time I make a sound, this is actually inspired by like being like, like gaslighting in relationships and being pretty heavily, what would you call it? Gaslit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like every time I would voice my emotions, like it'd be like treasonous, like I was dating a dictator or something. Mm. Um, we'll have to, we'll have to, you know, not let that person listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just block them. It's fine. It doesn't matter. They're not going to know. Um, and then your staple, a magic eight ball to me, I guess it was sort of like, I never knew what I was going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, I would like, you know, magic eight ball. And there's only a few responses you can get. Mm-hmm. but like obviously it's like the luck of the draw it was never like a genuine um interaction it felt like it was always some selfish sort of contrived narcissistic relationship um that i i just don't process the world that way so it was really it was really hard for me to deal with mm-hmm. how i wrote this you know songs you know ultimately are like venting mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so that one's that one's fun but um <laughs> it's, sounds it's so, like it it's like so dark when you don't like people don't <laughs> realize it mm-hmm. um but and then so the let's see sunsets and revelry it's yeah. so hard to pick lyrics specifically I'm, I'm gonna decide specifically not to go to the chorus because let, uh, let's like the part people will probably listen to it the most so let's see okay. um unlike the boomtown rats i do like mondays now even when i'm alone Tell me, do you hear me when I say that I'm sorry? Walking on a dream is just taking me farther away. Um, so the first lines, I think specifically is like, unlike the Boomtown Rats, I do like Mondays now, even when I'm alone. So there's this song by the Boomtown Rats called I, called, called, I Don't Like Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a reference to, I think it's back in the 60s or 70s. I don't know exactly, but this girl, um, she sat across from the school on like a roof and like shot up the school with a sniper oh okay and and when they asked her like why why did you do this what 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 was going through your mind she just went i don't like mondays and and so the boomtown rats wrote a song about that it's called tell me why i don't like my it's like it's it's a Mm -hmm. clever one-hit wonder and so i was like trying to make references which i do in a lot of in in this whole verse i make references to different songs and artists sort Mm -hmm. of in a subtle way so this is like an ode to them and saying like, unlike the Boomtown Rats, I do like Mondays now. So it's sort of like me coming through yeah. all, the, all the the crap and, and, and being okay with being alone with myself and like sourcing peace from within instead of relying on someone else to give it to me. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, (laughs) very good uh so how do you recommend that your fans listen to these singles for the first time in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on are they party tracks they certainly don't sound like it interesting you know what the lyrics the lyrics don't necessarily have to that's the thing i love about music is you can you listen to pumped up kicks by foster the people and it's a horrible dark song but you're like oh yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily my intention but i do ha- i do like to reflect and and you know talk about like deep subjects deep is such an annoying word but sort of like <laughs> you know what i mean um mm-hmm. i mean to each their own you know but i do think that these songs are meant to 
you know, be experienced with other people, you know, experience camaraderie and human connection. And, and, you know, whether that's sitting around a campfire in the car or, you know, sitting at the kitchen table in the morning and someone's cooking up like eggs and bacon, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And really just like do it in an experience that you will remember. And that it's not the only sensory experience. Like you're smelling the, the food, you're smelling the fire, you're like feeling the breeze, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like it should be kind of this cohesive experience. I like that. That was very good. I enjoyed that response a lot. That was good. Thanks. Um, So this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe these two singles in three words for new listeners, of course. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Open season. um, Three words. Three words. (laughs) Off the top of your head. Don't think too hard. Fun. Okay. Boisterous. Okay. Illuminating. Okay. Ooh, I like illuminating. All right. Um, sunsets and revelry. Um, mm-hmm. Reflective. Okay. Nostalgic. Good. Empowering. Ooh. Okay. Wonderful choices. Uh, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through these tracks? Yeah. I mean, open season, I, I just want people to, you know, I want people to just like get up and groove, you know, because mm-hmm. I try to have the mentality of, no matter what's going on, there's no reason like you shouldn't like, ultimately things are going to be fine. So like you can still dance and enjoy yourself and try to enjoy the moment. So I I just want people to have fun, you know? And, and, you know, it's just such a groovy track. Just like get up and do whatever you like to do. Move your body, you know? Yeah. Um, and then sunsets and revelry, like this one, I feel like is super nostalgic. It's sort of escorting us into fall. It's like this, this moment of change where, you feel like you can you do anything, like everything. It's like a clean slate. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you should, you got to like tackle a new obstacle or like embrace a new challenge and embark on that, you know, and feel that while you're listening to it, because it will fuel that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I imagine someone like making it to the top of a mountain and just being like, oh, <laughs> I made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. That's so, good. That's kind of, I guess, what I would say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while listening to these two tracks, what band or artist influence pops out the most to you? Wow. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. Hmm. So, I mean, with open season, I definitely think there's a touch of um, Vampire Weekend for sure in there. Yeah. It's sort of a, it does have those, you know, the layered, you know, guitars and, and, and funky bass and, and upbeat drums, but it also has like a seventies chorus amp, like playing in the background that sort of swells in. Mm-hmm. So it has like these sort of experimental aspects that are very um, uh, sort of subtle. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do think that Vampire Weekend, you know, it kind of lacks a, a typical hook too. So I think they are definitely a big influence. Um, other bands that I think like the guitar tone, you could definitely say Mount Joy for sure. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest influences, I think just, I love that band um and like rainbow kitten surprise um that band that's an amazing band name that's so cool um Mm -hmm. and then what's that sorry i was just gonna ask is that like a deathcore band it sounds like just like the exact opposite okay good no they're not at all they're they're cool like they're very unique and they definitely have their own demons they talk about a lot of dark stuff but Mm -hmm. they're like an indie folk rock band okay all right yeah. just the name threw me off i'm like yeah. is it the exact opposite or are they actually yeah. like no they're super cool um okay, cool. 
but and then I mean John Mayer you know with like the tasteful you know guitar in the beginning that mm-hmm. there's always an element of John Mayer um and then uh the um Sunsets and Reverie I definitely think I was trying to channel my inner Ben Howard with the intro mm-hmm. so Ben are you familiar with Ben Howard no I don't think I am. Ben Howard is like a like a super clever acoustic guitar player that he does a lot of alternate tuning stuff that I, I don't really do but he's really good at finger picking and mm-hmm. he does like he does a good job of implementing these cool melodies into the finger picking that i was trying to do you know mm-hmm. and sort of feel this like spaciness like kind of ethereal yeah thing. and i remember i was sitting in a park i think it was called like i forgot what, it's a park in north jersey it has like a reservoir and i was sitting there just playing through it and that's where i wrote that 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 um intro to sunsets and revelry mm-hmm. so i think ben howard for sure but then i think it channels it's like it it channels a little bit of kings of leon because mm-hmm. it you know once the second verse happens it has like this real upbeat like rocking uh guitar and, and drums yeah um, and then even a little bit of like chuck berry you know okay. trying to have like that guitar tone in there yeah um, like Johnny Be Good, we definitely quote a little bit Johnny Be Good inadvertently, like in that verse in the guitar. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those, you know, trying to, you know, Southern rock a little bit in that song um, was definitely an influence. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see it. Uh, okay. So picture this you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Oh, my snack of choice. Yeah. choice. Gotta be something savory. Like, Honestly, maybe Doritos. Okay. Ooh, what flavor? Regular Doritos. Like, I love Doritos. Okay. So good. Okay. Uh, they make me feel terrible, but they're great. <laughs> it's worth it. It's I'm, completely yeah, worth I, it. Yeah, I'm not a sweet guy. I don't like sweets. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I can respect that. I think Doritos, for sure. Yeah, yeah good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where do you see the project in the next five years? Well, hopefully, I think the project, you know, it has potential to you know, I'd like to be touring, you know, at least nationally, I'd like to touch into Europe and maybe Australia and New Zealand. Um, I really want to dip into, you know, headlining these big folk festivals that aren't like the biggest festivals in the, in the world, mm-hmm. but they're, you know, big to the people that go and that appreciate them. Like Newport Folk Festival is obviously a dream of mine. I would love to play at Red Rocks, but I, I do think that it has the ability to, you know, be sustainable project, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have, I mean, numbers wise, you know, you get up to the mid, you know, you, you few hundred thousand monthlies, you know, you can actually sustain the project and you have a lot of meaningful fans like selling VIPs because they care about the music you're making. You know, I don't really do it so that I can make money or, or you know, have, you know, clout. I, I want to actually connect with these people, you know, yeah. so I see yeah. it, you know, it's hard to say, you know, but I, I would love to be touring nationally and like actually meeting a lot of people that care about the music. So true. For sure. It's good. I could see it happening in the next five years. Mm-hmm. I hope. I mean, I'll be 30. So. Let's hope. So for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Last meal. With so drink. I, I'm a vegetarian for the past two years, but I might say i'm not uh-huh. maybe like some of my mom's she cooks mashed potatoes fried chicken cutlets and corn mm-hmm. and it's like really good mm-hmm. uh, 
now I've been doing fried tofu, which isn't as good, but I do it. Um, okay. So I would say <laughs> if I'm not a vegetarian, I, I go chick, fried chicken cutlets, mashed potatoes and corn. If I still am, then I'll do fried tofu, mashed potatoes and corn. And with Peter Luger sauce. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be my last meal. Do you have a drink? Probably just like a can of Coke. Okay. It has to be in a can, though, not, not a bottle. Okay. Okay. And just, not a glass? I mean, it could be in a glass, but it would have to be the one from Mexico. Okay. Yeah, obviously. obviously. I, would, I would definitely still say on parcels of the can. Mm-hmm. Fair That's enough. Fair. I get that. We need Coke in the office. Not like actual Coke, but like the soda. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you had to clarify. <laughs> it would make meetings pretty exciting. No, I, I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I try to stay away from Coke, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, um, <laughs> of course, the soda. And Coke, other Coke. But um, yeah, I would, you know, I, you know, these seltzers, man, I'm not, I'm not about it. Yeah, we have to bring this up with Matt. We do. He's oh a seltzer fiend. Yeah, we got polar seltzers in the office. And oh my it's god, awful. I should work there. It's like no, they're good. They're good. They are, but it's kind of like I don't know, eating like a good salad. Yeah, the you know, fridge. It's not as good as and the fridge is also seventy percent Matt's polar, and about thirty percent all the other drinks we have. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's it's, and then the rest is like like Mike's Miller Lighter. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Sneak peek into the dim office. Yeah. It's a vibe, you know. Sounds good. I'm yeah. wearing an America Part Two shirt actually. Represent. You love to oh see God. it. Rep, love to see it. Rep America Part Two. Go see them on tour. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> So, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh, man. I'd probably live at, like, Hogwarts. What else are you? Gryffindor, for sure. Gryffindor? Oh, yeah. That's fair. I would probably live there. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. Good choice. (laughs) Good choice. (laughs) I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've spoken to have said that is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Orange. Specific shade of orange. Maybe like a marigold orange or something. Ooh. Not like not like this orange. All right. Oh. Not like the bright neonish orange. Something more folky. Okay. Okay. Like kind of like a burnt orange or not not a that burnt dark. orange, but not so much red or scarlet. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Much of burn. All right. Okay. I like that. Um. So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? plug i mean i'm not sure if it, it'll probably be announced by the time when is this coming out after you announce the single yeah and whatever else oh, if you're okay, announcing cool. the other thing so, uh yeah i'll be i'll be going on tour in november and uh-huh. the, the first the first show will be at arlene's grocery in new york city uh-huh. which i consider my home base to be honest so it should be a wild show it'll be awesome i'm co-headlining with Walkney with support from my homie telco so if you're in the area come through we'll try to live stream it that'd be great but otherwise you know just feel free to reach out to me i'd love to talk music with people if you're a writer i'd love to talk about your writing and you know get other inspiration um and, and listen to my songs if, if you feel like it um available on all streaming i'm not going to push you to but if you feel compelled to please do all right uh well thank you for now this has been christian Sparaccio, and we have been the good noise podcast <laughs>